to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we are going to complete yet another trilogy. Not No Retreat, No Surrender, but what is it we're going to review this week? <laughs> well, we've already completed that, actually, Dave. But, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're going back to 2004, and you are correct, Dave. We are watching Blade Trinity, starring Wesley Snipes, Jessica Biel, and Ryan Reynolds. Now, before I ask you where you watched this one for the first time, I will just point out, this was on comics in trial a couple of months ago and i am jack's musings went up against scott weatherly and it was uh it was jack's debut on the on the show and i thought scott might go easy on him um but it was it was a bit like your show actually on on comics in trial to be honest <laughs> there were no punches pulled and uh i think the judge in the end went to uh send this one down into the dock to be honest <laughs> Well, I want Scott to lose at some point. Ghostbusters 2 or <laughs> Ghostbusters is still still ringing thingy for me. I lost that trial. I did win the Hulk one against Tony, didn't I? Uh, I did win that one. So, yeah, it's 1-1 at the moment. One all. One all against who? Or just, or just, one's, just against your myself. own count. Yeah. <laughs> you've won one, you've lost one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to come in arm next time because the fact that Venkman still is a fucking... Jimmy Savlon, Dave, says it all. That's I know, all I'm going to say. That was your only argument. That was the problem. Dave, it doesn't matter. That is the argument. You can't have the main star being a sex pest. But anyway, let's move on. Listen, let's I, move I'm on. sure that will come up in our VHS review that we've got to record later this week. But um... <laughs> Oh, yes. 100%. But, but um, Chris, no. where did you see this one first off? I actually went to the cinema to watch this, me and Sam, because being a massive wrestling fan, 2004, it was still at its powers. It had gone from the Monday Night Wars. I think Stone Cold had just retired, but Triple H was massive. He was the, the ultimate bad guy. So when I heard that he was going to be in this, I knew it wasn't going to be like The Undertaker in Suburban Commando or like Hulk Hogan. Well, Hulk Hogan was in that, but other, other like Hulk Hogan horrendous films like we did No Old's Bard and that. I thought, well, he's going to be of good stock because I'd watched the first two Blades, been to the cinema to watch the second one. This one, I was all in. I thought it's going to be great. I didn't really know Ryan Reynolds, Jessica Biel. Not really had a lot. I'd not really seen him. I don't think, or maybe I've seen him subconsciously somewhat, but I don't remember her. And just having Wesley Snipes as Blade, so I, I, I genuinely was like, I'm in for this. And I remember going to the cinema and actually quite enjoying it. And and 
you know, he's like David, it's 17 years since I've not, I've only watched this once since I watched it. That's it. I've never watched it since I've been to the cinema. So I was quite interested in this because I do like Blade as a character. And, I, and we even said it when we did the first one, the special effects by one scene and the fact that it's no mobile phones, it could get away with a film within the last five or six years. I mm. wasn't sure going into this, what I'd think. So that's the only thing that was holding me back. But yeah, I have seen it. So uh, what about yourself? Yeah, it's similar. I mean, I remember I was working at Blockbusters when the first Blade came out on video and just the amount, it just covered half the wall <laughs> that we had in the shop. And so, you know, I, I remember watching the first one at, at that time on video. But by the time, the, I mean, the second one was awesome. It just took everything from the first one, as far as I was concerned at the time, and just made it better and of course you had uh the cat from red dwarf you know danny john jules in there as well so you know that was brilliant and i just thought yes there's not many trilogies that uh you know let us down on the third one are there (laughs) 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 or so i thought of course you know alien three um (laughs) this one all the aliens (laughs) all the aliens let me down don't worry about that (laughs) so yeah the the third one is is difficult it seems to stick the landing on but uh yeah i honestly i enjoyed this but it I, I remember thinking it's, it, it was more about the other characters, the reason I enjoyed it. Like, all the stuff that I'd learned, you know, I, I came along the way. I didn't really uh, feel like it was the same Blade movie, that, you know, the, the whole story was central to Blade. This was more about, you know, creating spin-offs, it seemed. Um, but, yeah, still absolutely enjoyed it. I thought at this point, Jessica Beale was going to be a massive, massive star. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, even on this rewatch now, I'm still surprised she isn't a bigger star than actually what she is. Yeah, well, she, she married to Justin Timberlake. Or she is still married to Justin Timberlake. I'm sure that's who she's with. Pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's who she's married to, Dave. I could be completely wrong on this one. But, but yeah, I agree. Beautifully looking. She has this sort of Kate... Thingy about her, her um, Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Kate Beckinsale, who absolutely stunning. You know, she was great in uh, what was the one with uh, Van Helsing? I saw her in that. She was so good in that, so good. So, so yeah, I, I really did think she was onto different, you know, bigger and better things. But well, she, you know, I don't, I can't think which year it was now. But Underworld, um, you know, she, Kate Beckinsale did a, a whole bunch of those. Um, so we could maybe review those, but yeah, I, I thought those were pretty good. But I know, I know yeah. what you mean, and and you're right. Yeah. It looks like I've I've successfully waffled, um, and it is Justin Timberlake. It looks like I thought so. Yeah, I thought so. To, yeah. So Dave, shall we get into our review? Let's go. I have to ask you a couple of questions. What can you tell me about vampires? They exist. First he faced their gods, then he battled their demons. But all that was only the beginning. He's come back. Vampire final solution. You can't win this war alone. 
Who the hell are you people? My father meant for us to help you. Whistler's daughter. What the hell makes you think you know about hunting vampires? Just for starters, I used to be one. Blade Trinity. There's nothing stopping them now. It's me. A small group of vampires investigate an ancient tomb in the Syrian desert, which they believe belongs to Dracula, the first vampire. To keep Blade from interfering, they frame him for the murder of a human familiar. FBI agents subsequently locate Blade's hideout and kill his mentor and friend, Whistler. Demoralised, Blade surrenders and is arrested. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this one? Well, you, you know, you, re- you can read whatever you want online, a narrative about a movie, and I'm sure you're going to talk about this as well. I didn't read anything about this movie at all. I just thought, I'm going to go in, I'm going to watch it, and subsequently, we're reviewing this, and it's going to come off. We've done this before the 30th of April, the review. Obviously, it comes out this week, and that's when it goes off Netflix, guys. So, unfortunately, they're probably going to have to go out there on the Amazon Prime route or YouTube to, to rent it, unless it goes on Prime. But it is coming off on Friday. But when we will release this day, funny enough, so if you are on it, it's your last day to watch it, if you want to watch it along with the podcast. But no, at the start of it, I was thinking, it's similar plot. I, I must admit, I was a bit sick of Whistler by this point. He'd had more fucking comebacks than Lazarus, Dave. You know what I mean? Like, it's unbelievable the way he's, he kept coming back. And we do see that, obviously, he gets taken out. Now, what I would say is, interesting start. I remember in the cinema thinking, oh, this is going to be quite good. They're trying to expand on it. But what I found really jarring with this movie, and I didn't know this at all, and we've talked about this before we started recording, is Wesley Snipes is a bellend in this. Now, I, I'm not usually the sort of person... If a movie's great and you get like, you know, one or two movies, like Lethal Weapon, for instance, one of my favourite, you know, four movies, great movies, especially the first one. But, you know, a lot of them are like, oh, you know, Mel Gibson never evolved as a character. Well, if it's not broke, why fix it? He's the psycho Martin Riggs. You've got Roger Murtagh there. You know, I'm too old for this shit. You know, all right, maybe the third and fourth one weren't as good. The third one I don't mind. The fourth one was a little bit weaker. They were playing the older guys. But the characters never really evolved. But... I can buy it for what it is. In this, I have a real problem with Wesley Snipes, and I didn't know that he was an absolute arse when filming this, and he wouldn't do shoots. He had to use body doubles, which is quite he's quite jarring in some of the fight scenes because you can clearly see it's not him. And he's not just phoning it in, Dave. I think he was sat there with a fucking cigar in his mouth. Well, it's probably not a cigar from what I've read. It was a, a spliff, but <laughs> sat there just stoned out of his face because he, even on camera... I felt that I'd never say this about a character, but he didn't evolve. And and the stuff he was doing in this was just stuff he'd done in the other films. I didn't feel connected to him in this movie. And I never felt that when I first watched it, but it's really, really jarring this time. And this sounds like I'm doing a proper review. Usually I'm shitting on stuff, Dave, but, um, you know, with my analysis of it, but it's a real problem with him in this movie all the way through for me. He really pissed me off every time he was on the screen. Yeah, I I think the biggest problem for me is this doesn't really it doesn't really wrap anything up, does it? You know, with no. an actual trilogy, 
you kind of expect to address some things that were maybe introduced in the first film and you know you you come back to those things look at uh back to the future the third one you know it's, it's still going back isn't it to the yeah. original you know 1955 i think it was wasn't it um uh, uh, return the jedi you know that's that's closure for luke you know he rescues his dad from the dark side essentially and you get that redemption there um still not quite sure why he's a, a good force ghost after slaughtering all those younglings but uh but anyway that's a different <laughs> film um yeah this seemed just like it, it was it didn't really know what it wanted to be but then it was probably you know due to all the massive fucking rewrites that they had to do because you know <laughs> Wesley Snipes was allegedly uh smoking weed in his trailer so people had to like you've got all the staff there you know you've got all the camera crew and every everyone you, you know all, all your extras and whatever and then it's like ah, he doesn't want to come out of his trailer oh fuck what, what do we have to do then yeah. so um and, and it shows a bit doesn't it like i i I've got to admit, Chris, I don't hate this movie. I just think it's it could have been so much more, and it just doesn't quite know what it wants to do. I don't think. But this was uh, this was my mate's directorial directorial debut. I think, Chris, <laughs> David Escoyer, yeah, David Escoyer. Now, <laughs> I do. I have given him a bit of a hard time over the years because you know I I just think he's you know he's one of those people that just falls upwards. You know, yeah. I know he did. You know, he wrote the first Blade and everything. And what he did there was brilliant because he took a character from the comics, and he was kind of a, a C-level character at best. Blade, and he was all a bit. He was a bit of a jive turkey kind of thing. You know, he was, he was like this seventies black exploitation character, and you know, they completely reinvented him to what what you see on screen with Wesley Snipes and, and that influenced the comics. So that's great when you can do that, but then he, he just gets things wrong as well. He just makes stuff up or, you know, when things already exist. And so, you know, that's why I just think he's not really that good. But having said all of that, I can't help but feel sorry for him. You know, he's trying to direct a fucking movie. It boggles my mind how any director actually keeps track of all those moving parts you know you're on the hook for everything how the movie looks the budget you know keeping people sweet giving actors their uh you know what's their motivation and whatever the director you know job uh fascinates me because i think you've got so many moving parts it's like neo looking at the matrix kind of thing but you know when when ultimately your your main star who you built up a franchise on and, and then remade a star essentially um is just being a bit of a see you next tuesday yeah and you can I just say something dave as well about see you next tuesday now i'm going to admit to something now this may turn people off but me and sam have been watching from the start i'm on series 4 just started it Sex in the City, Dave. Right? And Charlotte, the prim and proper one, says to Kim Cottrell, who's always got a kit off any day, so there's always bonuses when you're watching it. <laughs> but she does say, can you can you put away your see you next Tuesday? 
And I'm thinking, is that where it originated from? Because this is about 2000 oh, it came man. out. Because I don't know, I don't remember where I even picked that up from, see you next Tuesday. But we always say it, don't we? Like taking the mic on the on the podcast to each other. And we've called it each other plenty of times as well. So, so I like that. But when she said it, it's only yesterday. We had about a, um, we had a bit of a marathon last night. Late on, uh, when we were in bed, and I was like, oh, that's, that must be where me and Dave get it from. But I mean, maybe it isn't. But what I would say, Dave, and I've said this as a low level guy, I'm sorry to keep beating that drum. And I saw something yesterday, you're talking about stars being wankers and that. They're doing a remake of The Darling Buds of May, you know, the one, the show from like the 90s with David Jason and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it, what, it's what made, it's from, I think it finished in 93, so I think it's about 1990. It's what made Catherine Zinger Jones famous. She was the daughter, wasn't she? And that's what mm, spots, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that is what elevated her to sort of stardom through the 90s and everything. Now, they've recast them. So they've got Bradley Walsh, she's playing David Jason's character. And the woman who's playing Mar Larkin was Pam Ferris originally. It's that woman from No Offense, Dave, the one who I said I did the work on, and she was fucking horrible. And, mm. and I mean, like, horrible, like, to just everyone who has seen no manners, no nothing, all, you know, I am the star. And and, and what I would say is, you're right, because you, you see, I, I've only seen it a few times when I've been on sets. A few times people are lovely, like, the, the soaps and that are great, but just arseholes on a lot of these shows. And I've seen it with people you think are good people. Like, there's, a, there's, there's one at the moment I'm watching YouTube, and it's a guy who everyone thinks he's amazing. But I've got nothing but good to say about him. That was Will Mellor. So, so he's doing this two pints of lager and I never watched that show but when I was on there he was just 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 not a nice person he might have been having a bad day a lot of bad days yeah he was just not a good person this isn't me calling out as fact this is just my personal experience one to one Mm. so so when I see him doing these things with Ralph Little it's all fake it's all like fake lads like me and you talking to two friends together genuine it doesn't seem real so when I watch stuff like that and and you know what goes on behind the curtain yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm, I'm not saying directors are not kids. And I listened to Tom Cruise a few months ago with that guy. He was going mental, one because the stunt had gone wrong or something. He's directing Mission Impossible and putting people in danger and all that. He was going absolutely ballistic. But and we know it's an act. We know these people. We all have bad days. We all have thinking. And I think with reading this stuff on Wesley Snaps, because I went down a little rabbit hole before we started recording. I was like. I honestly didn't know there was any trouble on this set, but just watching it fresh 17 years later, I was like, oh my God, he's just been an ass. You know, even the mm. jokes weren't hitting. You know, like, and he does that stupid fake smile in the, mm. in the movie and he did it in the first two, didn't he, when he's trying to be nice and he's, he's quite funny and you would have giggled at it. I didn't find any of it like engrossing. It's weird. Afterwards, I was like, and that's why he was being it. But I do think, I'm going to hold my hands up, Dave. I don't think Ryan Reynolds is very good in this movie. He's playing Deadpool, but I'm so glad that this performance got him more work in X-Men, you know, Wolverine, and then obviously Deadpool, because he's just playing the character we know that he's played in every single movie. Even the Pokemon movie, he was playing Deadpool that I watched a couple of years ago. So I'm dead pleased for him, but I I think he's quite annoying in this, and I don't think any of his jokes hit. I don't know about yourself, but I thought him and... I think Jessica Biel's the best of the lot, to be honest, and she isn't great. I just think the other... like uh, Wesley Snipes and Ryan Reynolds are pretty poor in this for me. See, I... I don't agree with that. I mean, I I think Wesley Snipes first, right? So apparently, him and Chris Christopherson were were in a bad mood from the from the get go because they didn't like Goya's script. They didn't like the fact that he was introducing all these sidekicks and side characters, and they were just like Blade should be enough. 
you know so there's a heavy dose of narcissism it feels like there so you know with what we end up with you know did they have a point maybe uh it does seem like a weird place like your third movie to start introducing all these side characters but you don't know if like the studio were trying to you know create some spin-offs or something like that you know, one of the worst things that happened to the Daredevil movie was, you know, they were basically uh, trying to ramp up kind of Elektra's role in it. So, you know, had this whole love story thing that the studio was insistent on so they could spin off an Elektra movie, which, Chris, at some point we will watch, and I th- oh think God. that will be the worst movie you've ever seen, to be honest. <laughs> I know, I know I another so. one claimed that, uh, well, not so, uh, you know prestigious title but i i think yeah i i think wesley snipes probably had a point and chris christopherson but you know he's just being a tool from there you know there's a point where you have to you you have to be professional you're getting paid a lot of money to do this stuff and ryan reynolds actually said that you know he never he never met wesley snipes on on the film he only met blade which is a way, I think, right. of saying it. I'm not sure if he was method acting or he was just being a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Dave. I love that. I love that. No, 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 um, you know, sitting on the fence with that one. No, but I, I just think I'm pleased with Ryan Reynolds because it made his sort of character in films what it is. This, this elevated. And Dave, I'm going to say something now because I always get called out for this, but I've got to say, said about Brad Pitt when we did VHS and we did Fight Club and everything. I'm sorry. Ryan Reynolds has got one of the best film bodies I've ever seen in this. Without yeah. a doubt. That is, he looks like Brad Pitt, but Ryan Reynolds is six foot three. He's massive. Yeah. Dave, he's an absolute animal. You know, Triple H is in it, but he's a big gearhead. And I'm not saying Ryan Reynolds isn't taking some extra vitamins, but I think for aesthetically on screen, that is a body that you would die for as a man. You'd be like, because oh, I just think he looks phenomenal in it. And that's a proper yeah. like man crush phenomenal. I don't care what anyone says. He looks amazing. No, and I, th- I think that is ultimately, as well, as well as the witty comebacks and stuff, you know, I, I think that got him extra work, didn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah. he put um, he put 25 pounds of muscle on for this movie. Just yeah. take, some do- take some doing that, doesn't it? Dave, let, let's be honest, 25 pounds. He's been saying his prayers, hasn't he? <laughs> Fucking Hulk Hogan style. <laughs> Nobody puts £25 on Dave naturally. Don't care how much fucking chicken you're eating. Don't believe anything Hugh Jackman says either. Phenomenal. And I wish I had the bottle to do it. But, yeah, it's not happening. To, to put that amount of muscle on and be ripped as well. I yeah. mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, let, 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 let's not be around the bush. But, Dave, other side of that, because it sounds like we're being jealous, but not... But I would say oh, he I looks phenomenal. No, I, I think he just looks <laughs> phenomenal. Because of someone who's always trained and always is in and out of shape, and I'm sort of out of shape at the moment, is I always have an admiration for someone who puts that much effort in, no matter who yeah. it is in life, anything. I, I I just think it's great to see someone's had that determination, that eye of the tiger to do it. So no, but hats off to him. I just think, I think at this point in any movie we've done, that is the body to beat, Dave. We should do a score out of the best body in movies. Yeah, top five, you reckon? Yeah, Could top do that, five. Couldn't we? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I'd agree. I, th- I think he does have that kind of body. Now, uh, one of the things I remember Scott saying was basically, uh, Ryan Reynolds in this and everything that's come after is just playing Van Wilder. 
Now, I've never yes. actually seen Van Wilder, so I remember seeing the trailer and thinking I, I should watch that, but never actually saw it. Have you seen that one? No, but I have seen some of the stuff on YouTube, you know, like where like a scene gets like clips recommended. Yes, yeah, I have yeah, never yeah. seen it. Well, maybe it's something we need to do, Dave. I take it's not it's a VHS job, it's not a comics uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it just looked to me like, you know, a, a kind of American Pie type of thing. Um, it's not always in the restaurant, is it? Sorry to interrupt. I'm not sure. I, I just remember him running butt naked down the road uh, in the trailer. <laughs> so <laughs> probably says something about me. Um, so, yes, let's get off Ryan Reynolds' body. Lynn's going to have us, didn't he? <laughs> but, um, no, I think he plays a good role in this. And I think he's, with him and Jessica Beale, I think it's... It's one of the reasons that it makes this movie kind of watchable. I mean, if it, if it was just the Blade being a bit of an arse, um, and, and let's face it, the story, I, I just don't buy that guy as Dracula. You know, the, right. the, the guy in Legends of Tomorrow, what's his name? Um, Dominic, Dominic Purcell. Dominic Purcell, yeah. I, I just don't really like him. But I kind of like the setup. I like the idea... That, you know, they trick Blade into thinking that he's killing off vampires. And we've seen him in the first two movies, you know, just decimate all these vampires. But then he just gets it wrong, you know, and they, they set him up. And I think, ah, oh, brilliant idea. I, I quite like that setup. No, no, honestly, it's something different for, for Blade. But what I would say, Dave, it does remind us of the this week's VHS Strikes Back review, Tango and Cash, because... Blade has evaded so many people. Whistler's been out of the game before in the previous movies where he thought he was dead, but he just gives himself up, like like they do in Tango and Cash, where they get caught in that thing and the police turn on him. Two two top you know detectives just randomly have appeared and and it's all nonsense. But it reminded <laughs> me of that. I agree. But what I would say, Dave, I think you need to tell that back about Dominic Purcell because he played one of the greatest TV characters ever. Now, it's one of my favourite shows. The first three series are phenomenal, and then it fell off a cliff. Even the latest series was pretty poor. But he played, Dave, Link the Sink Burroughs in Prison Break. And he was Michael Schofield's brother. And the whole pretense of Prison Break was that Dominic Purcell's character, Lincoln Burroughs, was actually uh, wrongly imprisoned. And his brother gets the, the, you know, the prison, gets the whole um, prison blueprints on his body as a tattoo. And they've got to get out. But he was Link the Sink, Dave. He was an absolute animal in, in uh, Prison Break. So, And Sam had a massive crush on him. She even, even bought her a mouse mat on Dominic Purcell, Dave, because she's <laughs> loved him that much. But he's, he's an Aussie, I think, as well. He's an Australian actor. He's down as British Aussie, I think I was reading before. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's, been, he's a good film with Jason Statham. He's in when he's got long hair, actually. Set in the 60s with Clive Owen. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I'm just looking... Um... Oh, you're not going to believe this, Chris. He was born in Wallasey, Merseyside, oh, England. I don't like him. Fuck oh, off, I don't like him. <laughs> Do not like him. You're fucking right, Davey, shit. Absolute shit. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I don't buy him as Dracula. You know, I know it, it doesn't have to be Peter Cushing, you know, um, but I, I don't know what I'm expecting from a modern-day type dracula but it's it's just not that and it's it's not as if he's really the big bad because they kind of resurrect him 
you know, he feeds on a few people, but then he's not really arsed. He's kind of got this disdain for the other vampires and how far they've fallen and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I just... I, I don't know what it is. I just don't buy him as a good baddie for this movie. And I, I will point out, though, Chris, another link back to... Uh, was it last week when we did Superman Returns? It was, Dave, yes. So old Parker Posey pops up again in this movie, doesn't she? As she one was, of the main um, vampires. Yeah, she was Miss Tessmacher, uh, the, the fake Miss Tessmacher. The equivalent, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I kept thinking, I'm glad you spotted, said that, because I kept thinking, where haven't heard that name? So it's literally last week. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well done, Chris. Um, but no, but I, I do agree. I think, I think he isn't good in this, Dave. I'm joking about that. I don't think he's very good at all. I think... I think the problem is, is it, obviously Wesley Snipes is about 5'8 in heels and I don't think Dominic Purcell's much bigger. So I think to play that, and, and aesthetically, again, Ryan Reynolds is 6'3", Dave. He towers over Hugh Jackman, who's 6'1". Mm. He's a big unit, so it looks daft at times. And I do think you're right. I do think him and Jessica Biel, there's chemistry there, but I just don't, I just found that the jokes didn't hit I don't know whether it's because I've seen him do better stuff in Deadpool and some of the other movies I've seen. I don't know as he's got older, but I think you're right. I don't think the idea of Dracula, I mean, they pull a comic out about it. I know it's supposed to be based on a comic book, but that's the whole pretense of the movie that he's come back. And, and obviously Ryan Reynolds is like, I was a vampire and they talked about this. And, and I think a lot of the plot is Finn, Dave. Finn, what I will say, I think the martial arts well, stuff yeah, from Wesley Snipes... They were writing Snipes, it on the fly, weren't they? Well, obviously, yeah. Wesley Snipes <laughs> was fucking uh, sat in his fucking thing and getting chonged out of his face with a bong by the sound of it. So he probably don't know what's going on. But some of the... What I would say is I think there's loads of cutscenes in this that don't make sense. So Blade is totally against this little group of, you know, the, the Night Stalker hunters mm. or whatever they're called but then goes along with him in the next scene. He's sort of slagging them off for the, the, the what stuff they've got and then goes along with them just, just like that. It, and mm. th- there's loads of cuts. But I will say, a lot of the martial arts stuff's good and the effects. That thing that Jessica Biel's got where she pretends to be the one with the baby in the subway, that's brilliant. That like I, um, I wanted to bring that up because I yeah. think that scene is great. Apart from it's not quite believable. Now, Chris... My expectations are low. We've just watched China O'Brien, right? What film? (laughs) You know, the so-called, you know, martial arts legend, Cynthia Rothrock. This action in in this scene where Jessica Biel is pretending she's got the baby and kicks the arse of all these, you know, hoodlum uh, vampires. I think it's fantastic. But what I don't buy is that they just, she just lets them punch her in the face and stuff. Until they find out the baby's got a little fuck you on it. And then she's like, I'm really cool and I'm, I can fight. You know, and she springs up and it's like, but you let them punch you in the face. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I know that's, I, agree with that. I know it's a surprise for us and it's a great reveal and it's absolutely kick ass. But don't let them punch you in the face just for the baby gag. <laughs> yeah, I thought that. I, I'm so glad you picked up on that because it was weird because she's dressed like an old granny with a baby and they decide to go after her, don't they? And it's the old classic yeah. subway scene. Nobody else is on the subway but her. Yeah. The dingiest, shittiest place. And these guys are vampires. And obviously the scene's brilliant. She's got, hey, Dave, I'll tell you what, we've mentioned it again, but you did mention, oh, she no surrender. She's only got Casey 
she's got his uh, trainers on, hasn't she, Dave, with the old knife in the trainer? Yeah. In the, in the toe. Because <laughs> she uses the old uh, toe bunger, don't she, with the, the knife to kill some of the vampires. Hey, that's got to be a throwback to No Shit, No Surrender 3. Oh, it's got to be. Think it's an homage. I think it's an homage, to be fair. <laughs> Yeah, Casey Alexander, that's his name, Will and Casey Alexander. But, but yeah. she, you know, for me, she is almost the template there for what we see later in the MCU with Black Widow. Yes. I think she's good in this, Dave. I don't think, I don't think she's terrible. And, I, I, and the, I, thing, the thing that I like about her as well is, you know, in the same way that Gal Gadot put on, you know, she put on a lot of muscle, didn't she, before she played Wonder Woman, she genuinely looks like she can handle herself. She's not a waif. That, like, you know, you're thinking, there's no way you're knocking, you know, those blokes over. She does actually look like she's she's got some physicality to her. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, she's not trying to pretend that she's not Wonder Woman, Dave, in plain sight or anything. You know, she is. She is. The only thing <laughs> the I'm secret saying... secret identity, yeah. Secret identity. Oh, I don't know who, who Which that is, woman is. You know, Clark Kent with these glasses. You know what I'm going to wear? Fucking nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take more... my costume up. That is my secret identity. <laughs> yeah, they're more off. likely to, <laughs> to to find out who Superman is than fucking Wonder Woman. But anyway, right, here we go. So what I would say, though, Dave, you know what's really weird about this? There's a scene. So after this bit where they team up, and obviously they rescue Blade, and then they all team up, and they've got this, this they go through all of the... The guns and he, and Ryan Reynolds' character showing all the guns in Hannibal to, to Blade and all that. And there's a scene where all three of them are walking down the street where there's normal people. They've all got guns and everything, but nobody bats an eyelid when they go in this building. And it's like, <laughs> surely if you're walking down the street and someone's got a fucking double pump-action shotgun in the back, someone's got a fucking katana knife, you know, blade, a sword, and nobody thinks anything of it. It's like, oh, yeah, there goes Blade and his fucking crew. You know what? I think this is a. a I think you stumbled across there a through line for this whole trilogy, though, because I'm sure in the first one we highlighted that that blades there beating up this that guy, yeah, yeah, in, <laughs> in broad daylight, and everyone's just walking past, like <laughs> top of the morning yeah. to you. In the second <laughs> one. You've got the, um, oh, I can't even remember what they're called now, but, you know, Ron Perlman and co, all the like, yeah, yeah. killer vampires, all walking through the nightclub, armed to the teeth. You know, I know they're vampires, but if, so, if you get a big group armed to the teeth walking through a nightclub, you're going to maybe exit stage left, aren't you? You're, you're not going to hang around, but everyone's just like, yeah, banging tunes, these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was down the Hacienda, of course. Um no, I've been so, there, so, Dave, so and I that's think... happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think in all three movies, you know, you've got people not reacting to the fact that, you know, something quite violent is either going down or about to go down. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And, and you know what? I've given Blade and, I'm sorry, Wesley Snipes and Ryan Reynolds of shit. You know what I think's really bad in this, Dave? Triple fucking H. I think oh. he is awful jarko grimwood he's called he's terrible in this like he's wearing the most ridiculous outfits at this point he was in a faction in the wrestling called evolution which was mm-hmm. um dave batista it's obviously you know uh, guardians of yeah. the galaxy randy orton and rick flair i think it came around about 2004 2005 that daft haircut he's got is what he had which is just weird he always had long hair he's got a complete skinhead now 
And he was like the leader and he always wore like suits, shirts. The, the character he was playing was like they were loaded. And it was a play on um, a team from like the 80s and early 90s, the Four Horsemen Ric Flair was in, that they're all wadded and they get all the women and the jet flying. And that's what he wears. But the outfits he wears in this are just terrible. And when he's got that police outfit on or the security <laughs> guard's outfit on, it's just nonsense. Like they, there's so many things. Like there's a bit where Ryan Reynolds says to him about his dick and he goes, you've not even seen my dick. And I'm thinking that was supposed to be like a funny line, but yeah. it just, he delivered it terribly. Ryan Reynolds teed him up perfectly. And I think a lot of wrestlers transition over into being good actors. You know, I, I think Batista is a better actor than The Rock, but The Rock is just The Rock, Dave. He's a, he's a great guy yeah. Yeah. who just... His work ethic get, has got him where he is. But I do think, but he, I think John Cena is a great actor as well. John Cena is brilliant. And I think you'll see, Dave, because I don't know if you've seen a lot of things with him in, but he's great at the comedy stuff. Like he was brilliant in that one. The cock, have you ever seen Cock Blockers? It's, no. it's so. <laughs> I'm sure it's called Cock Blockers. I might be wrong here, but there's a movie <laughs> where he's... Sure? Let me have a look here. So I'm going to do a bit of thingy. I'm sure it's called Cock Blockers, right? Let me go on Wikipedia now. So so basically, it's a movie where he's a father of this kid, right? And all three kids... There's three parents, and all three kids are trying to um, lose the virginity. It's from about two or three years ago. Yeah, uh, 2018. Uh, Cock is it Cock Blockers? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a great film. It's a really good film. And there's one where he's, it, that come out in 2019, went to cinema to watch it, where he's a fire chief. And it's like a bit like a feel-good one. He's great in the one with Mel Gibson That's, about the, the sand. That fire stuff. chief one is a Nickelodeon film. Uh, yes. Is it called Fighting with Fire or something like that? Something I, like that. I got a screener for that and took, took the kids along. I actually really liked it. I thought it was really yeah, funny. it's a good film. He's quite a lump in the throat at the end as well, because yeah, he's the yeah. hard-ass captain. And then, like I say, there's... The, um, what was I talking about then? There's, an, there's another one that he's really good in as well. So, so I think when he does the Suicide Squad, he's going to be great in that, Dave. I think he's, he's yeah. comedy stuff. He's really good. But what I would say with this is, and I've got on a tangent, but Triple H is awful. And I like yeah. Triple H as a person because he's changed wrestling and he, he's just, he seems like quite a good guy. It helps that like, you marry Vince McMahon's daughter, Dave, and have an affair with her before he got married to her and stuff. But there you go. He's now the CEO of the company. I was going to ask, I, I'm sure I've seen something. So Triple H is fairly big up in the WWE now, isn't he? Oh, he's the executive vice president now, talent relations or something like that. He's uh, he, he basically, I don't know, he was going out with China, the, the bunny, who, she was a huge big bodybuilder. He cheated on her with Stephanie McMahon and then obviously married her late 90s and they've been together, they've got, loads of, they've got th three kids now and they're still together. But it always helps when you marry the daughter of the most powerful man in wrestling, Dave. What was yeah, Triple H yeah. for years after that? He was the top heel, Dave. Who he, he was the baddie through and through. He won the title numerous times, and uh, we cannot always say that that wasn't down to his family connections. But you, you know what? You're right, though. The way he delivers that line, because because you you're right in that you know Ryan Reynolds sets him up quite well. You know, saying about the dog's got a bigger dick than you. The way he just says, you haven't even seen my dick. <laughs> it just doesn't... <laughs> there's no comedy timing or delivery or anything. But then it bounces back to uh, Reynolds again, doesn't it? And I, I love this line where he's like, I was talking to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just... And that's what... Watching this for the first time, because I, I didn't know who Ryan Reynolds was, um, and watching it, and you're thinking he should be shitting himself you know i i know you know he says he's 
previously been a vampire, but he knows what they're capable of. And he's human now, you know, somehow. Um, and so he should be shitting himself. And he's just in the face of, you know, what should be fear. He's just like giving off all these funny lines. So, so I really enjoyed his performance the first time and I like it, you know, this time and, you know, as later on where he's, he's talking about eating garlic and he's like, and I just farted. Silent but deadly. You know, and he gets another fucking punch in the face for his uh, little quips and stuff. So, no, I, I just think um, I, I really enjoy his performance in this. It's weird, isn't it? I think it's horses for courses, isn't it, Dave? Like I say, I wasn't a fan, but I do think that's probably what the issue is as well because I don't think the supporting cast, and like you say, Dominic Purcell's supposed to be Dracula, the old big bad, and he's got all these henchmen like Triple H and Parker Posey, you know, Danica Tallis and all this. They're not that convincing, are they? They, they, They're Mm. sort of like, they're almost like the bad guys out of a Scooby-Doo episode or something. They're like bumbling idiots, aren't they? Every time you think they're going to do something, they get stopped or Blade turns up or something. So when, obviously, Hannibal gets captured, Ryan Reynolds, and he gets a proper kick in, some of the effects on his face, he's got perfectly symmetrical scars on both sides of his face at one point. (laughs) But he looks good. That's when I said about the body. And they're giving him a little kick in, and he does the old any minute now and then obviously no nothing happens but then you know blade comes in and like i say i just some of the martial arts he's brilliant again in this the, the actual action is great dave some of the fight scenes are good but i think some of the editing is terrible and you can clearly see that it's not um wesley snipes it reminds me so much of beverly hills cop one when eddie murphy's stunt double looked like richard Pryor. so eddie murphy's got like you know the flat top the moustache he, he doesn't, he's, he's slim build. The guy who he played as his body double, especially in the first one, had a round sort of afro with a big, a massive thicker moustache. So he throws that guy over the table. I know we've reviewed it. And he looks nothing like Eddie Murphy. And this is the same thing when the Blade's fighting. And even uh, Dominic Purcell's body double, when he grabs Blade near the end and, and carries him through a window and he hit the floor, it's nothing like him. I'm like, the guy had like long brown hair. It was, it's really bad. Some of the editing in it really like the continuity is piss poor. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just thinking. I mean, we saw some pretty bad ones in China O'Brien last week. Oh we? my God. <laughs> yeah. Saying that, what we're talking about. <laughs> and your favorite fucking no retreat, no surrender three. Franco, when he suddenly becomes a gazelle and leaps up that <laughs> scaffold. <laughs> <laughs> With his massive blonde wig on. <laughs> Nothing beats his dad, though. Will and Casey's yeah, dad. 65 year old retired CIA guy. Next minute, he's fucking doing the fucking Daily Thompson across the floor, Dave. <laughs> he's, about, nonsense. he's about a foot shorter. Yeah. <laughs> when he puts that, them flashlights on, doesn't he, to blind them all? It's a yeah. fucking nonsense. It's still, that's still, to be fair, that's still the best, worst body double I have ever seen. Yeah, it's glorious, isn't it? It's so good. We need to sort out. um, Oh, we need to speak to to John and that at um, seen it all. Uh, Predator minute, guys. Yes, we need to sort that out, don't we? At some point. Um, But yeah, no. I mean, but Blade, he's hardly in it. You know, he kind of gets rescued, doesn't he? Um, Doesn't seem that happy about it. But it's all just, you know, still a bit half-assed. Again, I like some of the little interactions that uh that you get between 
Ryan Reynolds and Wesley Snipes, but you know, it's all it's all just very bitty, isn't it? It's very fragmented. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think you're right. And I think I think in there, Dave, there is a good movie. Or, you know, and it would have been a lot better. But what I would say is because I think I think just that it's so bizarre that that I even picked up on his performance. I didn't even know it. I'm I'm amazed that for once I've actually, I'm actually gonna say he needed to develop his character, like I said at the top of the show. I just think he doesn't hit anything Blade does. He he he, he in this movie he acts like um an angry teenager, Dave. Like completely angry all the way through it, and like you say, mm. you can clearly see he doesn't want to be there in his performance. It's very strange that I, I'm amazed that for once I've used me knocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think there's a good movie in here as well because with the whole vampire final solution, you know, they find that they've got these they're setting up these blood farms, don't they? Yes, and I, I was just thinking like Matrix. Very much like The Matrix, wasn't it? Yeah. And again, though, I think it just... I like that, and I'd, I'd, I'd have liked if they'd have really just played that up. But it seems to me that... And I know with a lot of movies, you set up like a, a main plot, and then you have these side plots as well. But it, it seems to me, was this the big thing in the movie, or was it Dracula? You know, I mean, he has a big showdown at the end with Dracula, but, you know, they seem to be off trying to find out what this final solution is for ages. So, again, it just it just comes across really confused to me. What, what are they really trying to make us feel? Because the, the biggest thing that, that uh, this Dracula doesn't do, you know, he's just not a good baddie that makes you think, oh, fucking hell, I hope Blade fucks him up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. kills him, because he's an absolute bastard. But but he's just, he's not really, is he? Well, well you know what I had a problem with at the end? So so when they're fighting and we get this scene, don't they, where they're like fighting across these, it very much reminds me of John Wick 3, Day. There's loads of glass, they're throwing each other through glass and, uh, you know, on top of each other. At one point, obviously, Dracula gets Blade and, and like I say, the body doubles is terrible. But if you're this big bad Dracula, right, so he turns from the human form of Dominic Purcell into this big monster with these stupid fights, because we even get a Rottweiler and a fucking Chihuahua at one point, and that was, that was me done at that point. It was, it was a Pomeranian, wasn't it? Pomeranian, whatever it is. It, it was <laughs> the incredible Hulk all over again, the angry Hulk again. I was like, oh, no, what is this? And you can clearly see them Rottweilers are puppies, by the way, Dave. They're not big, proper Rottweilers. And they chase after, obviously, Hannibal, Ryan Reynolds, but... If you're the big bad guy and you're this guy who he doesn't, you know, the, the ultraviolet rays don't kill him. He's the first. He's a pure blood, everything. If you, were, you don't give a shit what you're doing. But Dave, in the fight at the end, when he changes into the monster and he becomes like about seven, eight foot tall and he's miles bigger than Blade, he keeps his fucking red leather pants on. Which I find utterly <laughs> nonsense. He's got this massive long body. So Dominic Purcell's like 5'10", and he even looks 5'10 in the movie, but the the pants fit Bruce Banner style day. They obviously yeah. stretch me in leather. <laughs> and I'm like, and he keeps them on through this fight. He looks a bit like Hellboy, to be honest, but I'm not convinced or scared by him at all. And, and I mm. think Whistler, when she fires the arrow... And he catches it pretty good, but then obviously it gives Blade the opportunity to get the other arrow done it as well, like because he throws mm. it on the floor. So, so I think that worked and how it all evolved. But 
I do think the sort of loving at the end where Dracula sort of, he sort of redeems himself with Blade, doesn't he? Just to say, you've got to carry his on and then changes into Blade. It's so, that that bit's just stupid at the end. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, he's, this Dracula, he almost can't be asked. It's almost all beneath him, isn't it? You know, and he nearly gets taken out with this arrow that's clearly got some kind of liquid in it. And he thinks... Ah, that's just a regular arrow. I'm just going to put it down here on the floor where it's not going to come back to bite me in the arse at all. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck's this? Right. I think I might stab you in the face with it, Blade. (laughs) It's fucking nonsense. I, I tell you what, I bet that is. That is, Snipes had to make the final kill. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it just right. makes no sense, does it? The 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 way that last bit unfolded. I think they must have had something different in mind there. But um, yeah, it was a bit crap. But you know, you see, it's, it's like he's got his samurai honor type thing, hasn't he? You know, uh, and you know, he's he's essentially saying Blade actually is the new generation of vampire kind of thing. But but again, it's like gotta say, didn't really care for you, Mister Dracula. <laughs> You know, I found the other stuff, the stuff around what I think is the main plot, you know, a a bit more interesting. And again, every time you go back to Reynolds, you get the the comedy bits, don't you? You know, because when he kind of jumps up and it it still gives me anxiety. I don't know about you, Chris, but whenever I see heights on a, even on the TV screen, I break out in a cold sweat. I really don't like heights at all. But when he's legging it from those dogs and he jumps up on those thick beams kind of thing, they look really slippery. <laughs> and he's just been fucking tortured for like a day or something. I'm thinking he's taking a bit of a chance there. I know it's a movie, but it still freaked me out a bit. But then, of course, he backs up, doesn't he? He's like... You know, walking away from the dogs, feeling pretty happy with himself, and then he falls backward, backwards through into you know the same cell where he was before, and it's like, yeah. oh, 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 isn't that funny? Yeah, that, and that's the fight with <laughs> Triple H, which is garbage as well. Um, yeah, it, it all ends just so weird, Dave. So weird. I know we we I jumped ahead there with the blade thing because that is at the very end, but I think like you know Ryan Reynolds gets his redemption against uh, Grimwood, whatever he's called. Yeah, Grimwood, Jack or Grimwood. But I, I do think that when it ends again, though, so so they think Blade's dead, the FBI. It's the guy, the guy who's actually the lead FBI guy. He's the baddie out of 48 hours. Um, he, he's the, the main one. He always plays a baddie usually, but he's actually a goodie in this uh, to a point. But what I would say is that it ends again the same thing. So obviously Blade's been in a coma. It's not his body. We realise it, it's, it's actually Dracula because, you know, he shapeshifts. And then Ryan Reynolds how, is... How did they do that, by the way? Dracula's dead. And then next minute he looks like Blade. It, it was something to do with his final bit of power. He could shapeshift, which makes no sense whatsoever, Dave. But So we, we'd seen him, like, I mean, we didn't talk about the bit where, Whist, you know, he comes in disguised as Whistler and, you know, he wipes out, you know, half the crew. You know, Otten Paswald, uh, Patton Oswald, <laughs> Otten Paswald, what are you talking about? Um, you know, and, and that, but she leaves the video, doesn't she? And she says, oh, yeah. you know, I created this virus and whatever. Um but I'm thinking, you know, so, someone with the arrogance that this Dracula is trying to portray, 
He wouldn't fucking turn himself into Whistler. He'd just go in there and decimate them all straight off the bat, wouldn't he? He wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't bother to shape change to someone else. But I, I didn't notice. Was it? Was it kind of an off-camera thing? He was like, "Oh yeah, you fought with honor, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna change myself to look at, look like you." Is, is that what we're supposed to? Buy? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, because I, I don't yeah, realize what he. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're not on the office podcast now. <laughs> I like that you got that reference, though. <laughs> yeah, straight away. <laughs> oh, that's racist. <laughs> I love that bit. He, he, David Brennan's been so fucking racist, and as soon as the, the Asian guy says one thing, he goes, ooh, racist. Just, well, that is just gold. That is so wrong. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> but there you go. Um, but um, what I would say, Dave, is it ends the same as the other two films. Blade going off into the sunset. He's on a motorbike. He revs the bike. He goes off and everyone's a winner. So obviously setting up for a fourth, which thank God wasn't made because I think Wesley Snipes would have dialed it in from home. I think he would have just done the voice acting and said, just get a, get a body <laughs> double for me because he just, what, he what didn't give it? a shit. Uh, a green suitcase or a green bagel or something done a Marlon Brando on it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that deck. Can I just phone this in? <laughs> can't beat Brando. Brando's the ultimate phoning in day. But, but I do think that you know, uh, Marshala Ali is the guy who's going to play uh, Blade. Now Kevin Feige said it. The only thing I would say is that that's going to be a, a 13, PG-13. It's not R-rated. Yeah. It's the only yeah. thing I'm not I'm not comfortable with, how they're going to betray such a gritty and violent character in a world that's so violent. How are they going to get away with that? I don't know. I mean, that's something, a, a different discussion for a different day, but I do think I'm glad they've moved on because Wesley starts his mid-50s now and, you know, it's like, I know they've talked about him reprising his role at some point. He may get a cameo in the, in the new one, I don't know, but I'm just glad they've closed it because after this third one, I, I, I'm, there's a reason that the first two are so good because the third one's terrible and it's mm. 17 years later, so he's, he's not going to get any better. You know, though, Chris, this is the first movie where you actually saw the Marvel Studios logo at the beginning. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. So you could almost say that this is the first MCU movie. It wasn't the 2008 Iron Man at all. Ah, or the Hulk at the same year, wasn't it? Yeah. Good spot, Dave. Yeah, so... Again, it's probably not an accolade that anyone at Marvel will be shouting about, but <laughs> they probably just want to, again, see this one off. I'm, I'm sure, you know, as the final credits roll there, you know, and uh, the movie finished, I, I couldn't help but have a, a little bit of empathy for David S. Goya, you know, having to put up with all that shit and, you know, like I say, being the director, but also having to quickly do those rewrites. I know you have multiple writers on there, but he's the guy who ultimately, you know, the book stops with. So, so yeah, not, not ultimately a great one, but, uh, but I enjoyed it. It's not bad, Dave. So let's get into our scores then, Dave. Let's go. So I'll go first, Dave. I think 
I think it's a pretty poor movie. I don't think anybody hits anything that I wanted out of a Blade movie. Loving the first two so much. It, this, this is just completely off. And it's interesting. I just don't think it's aged very well. I think the effects still stand up. Definitely, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's a lot of things where you think has dated it as such. I just think Wesley Snipes is poor. And I think Ryan... And it might be the reason, Dave, to be fair, as we're talking about it, Ryan Reynolds' thing didn't hit with me because of the way... Blade is portrayed by Snipes. Maybe it would have if Blade played along to the, you know, what Ryan Reynolds is about. He obviously didn't. There's a resentment there with Chris Christopherson, like you'd said. That makes a great counter-argument to what I said at the start, to be fair. And I'm, and I'm open to that more because I know Ryan Reynolds is a good guy. I know he's cutting his teeth at this point, so he probably doesn't have the power he has now, but he does seem like what you get on camera is what you get off camera as well. He's just a nice, respectful guy. So I think that maybe what it is. And Wesley Snipes just getting too big for his boots, sadly. So I think Jessica Biel's good in it. Triple H, he's garbage. Dominic Purcell's not good at all as Dracula. It's just the end of a trilogy and it's probably a film too far. So I'm going to send it to Elm Street, Dave. I, I just don't think... I'm not sending it to Elm Street. I'm sending it to Hell's Kitchen, Dave, because that's a totally, totally different podcast. <laughs> um, I'm sending it to Hell's Kitchen. It's not absolutely horrendous, but it's not one I'm going to go back and watch at all. And if you do, if you are listening to a podcast, guys, and you've not tuned in, you've got today, if you're listening to it on Friday, the 30th of April, get it watched if you really want to. So what about yourself, Dave? <laughs> you know what? Even when we try. So so we wanted to watch something that, you know, is nice and easily accessible for people if they want to watch <laughs> along. And it's like, you know, it's going to finish the day you release. Motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> what did we review? We were reviewing something a few Mortal years ago. Bloody Combat. That was Amazon you, Prime, that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I got halfway through it on one day. And then the next day you come up with, that'll be £3.49, Chris. Yeah. And I'm like, you fuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we have tried that, haven't we, to get stuff that people can easily access. Because we've had it a few times. It's like, where have you got it from? Well, we've got like the DVDs, haven't we, and things like that. So that's where we would watch them. But there's a lot of people who haven't. And then they're like, guys, where have you got this from? Obviously, there is the, um, the the VPN arts, if you know how to do that as well, Dave. But, you know, anything else, we do go legit. Pretty so, yeah, it's just... Everything's on Amazon Prime, pretty much. Exactly, yeah, Ch Netflix. Chili yeah. TV, is, it's got loads on as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's just annoying. It, I know it's easier for other people to watch it when it's on Netflix and on Amazon Prime. Um, like I say, that didn't work out very well. I mean, that was that was one of the reasons we chose Mortal Kombat. Now, it ended up working out all right because we sort of forgot the new movie was coming out. But, um, but anyway, Chris, right, for this movie, I can see that it is objectively not a good movie. And it, it doesn't hold up to the previous two. However, I still kind of enjoy it. There's just something about it. I do think, you know, the roles of uh, Jessica Biel and, and uh, Ryan Reynolds has a lot to do with that. A lot more than kind of the, the original Blade and uh, Chris Christopherson characters do. So... I do think it is slightly ridiculous. There is no good baddie in this at all. You know, and we always say to make a good movie, you know, it does need that good baddie. And I just think, you know, there's two things going on here. You've got the vampires as a whole, you know, trying to make the final solution. And then you've got Dracula, um, who just doesn't seem to be asked. Actually, one of the one of the scenes I thought I remember being quite haunting was when he, he walks into the tattoo parlour and he starts, you know, uh, feeding on that girl. 
I remember that being quite haunting at the time. It, it wasn't watching it now, but still enjoy it, Chris. Can't help it. Um, and I think, you know, for me, I'm going to put it right in the middle. I'm going to put it in a hall of justice. I will watch this again. Not on fucking Netflix. Thank you very much for taking that off Netflix. <laughs> but at some point in the next year or two, I'm not going to be in a rush to watch it again. But no, I still think it, it, it's good. And again, it, it you look at basically this trilogy, you know, it, it kind of did a lot to making the MCU. You know, before Blade, the first one in 98 came out, you, you had no sort of traction really with any of the Marvel characters on the big screen. And, um, you know, I still think this this is underrated, you know, the influence this had in just, you know, teaching the people behind the scenes about making movies and bringing characters to life. So, yeah, and plus, you know, it was on this set where you know david goya introduced ryan reynolds to deadpool so we've got you know that coming together to thank for that as well so yeah it's right in the middle for me and so i i appreciate that sitting on the fence but <laughs> <laughs> no it's right isn't it in, in the day, I, th- I think right. it is i think it is polarizing i think some people really hate it but i think there are other people in in the same camp as me like say jack jack enjoyed it I saw uh, Glenn posted as well that he, he likes that movie as well, or this movie. So, um, yeah, all very good. Oh, now, Chris, since you, uh, you know, look at the calendar now, what are we going to review next week? Well, Dave, you say that, and I, it's almost <laughs> like you are actually reading my mind because I know exactly what we're reviewing next week. We are going to finish, not a trilogy, Dave, but we're actually finishing a a new word, the Chris word of a quadology, Dave. Now, I have suggested this one a few times and we were going to do it with MLG and we were trying to see if we can get him on, but it will be me and you, Dave, on this one. And I have got it next to me. I've watched it once since Sam imported it from America and it's Christopher Reeve, Dave, in his best ever role, not his best film. So we are going to review Superman 4, Quest for Peace. The Greatest Hope against the threat of nuclear war is Superman. I'm going to do what our governments have been unwilling or unable to do. Effective immediately, I'm going to rid our planet of all nuclear weapons. The greatest threat to Superman is Lex Luthor. Smarter than I thought. We can make the world safe for war profits. He's created the ultimate weapon to annihilate the Man of Steel. You'd risk worldwide nuclear war for your own personal financial gain. Nobody wants war. I just want to keep the threat alive. Dude of Steel, where are you going to get it? You know you're a workaholic. Why don't you stop and smell the roses, huh? Superman 4, Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Jackie Cooper, John Cryer, with Mariel Hemingway and Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Superman 4, his most important adventure, the quest for peace. Now, if there was ever a more polarizing film... (laughs) 
in our <laughs> comics in motion family I, I don't know of it but uh, I know the likes of uh, you know Max loves it you know uh, Steve Aussie Steve who who has yet to make his debut but uh, but he will do soon he, he loves it people like Steve from Superhero for Dummies absolutely hates it so <laughs> I'm intrigued I watched this one at the cinema um, and again for me it was Superman so I enjoyed it but uh, I don't remember watching it again <laughs> I I, uh, I went to the cinema Dave to watch this I did and I was only young I remember got to watch it 100% watched it and I have seen it, I've probably seen it about half a dozen times since. That's including the DVD copy that I got a few years ago. So, no, I I, I had fond memories of it and did quite enjoy it. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it now, though. I've seen snippets on <laughs> online on YouTube and I'm like, oh, my God. And knowing that Christopher Reeve had a fucking Irish jig on for Superman 3 and 4 because he refused to dye his yeah. hair, just says it all. But <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll see. So what I would say, guys, if you want to contact us at Comics Emotion P on social media, if you want to email us, the Comics Emotion Podcast at gmail.com. And if you do get a chance, drop us a review on your podcast catching app and we'll read it out. And we do appreciate because it, it gets us up them charts. Now, Dave, I'm not going to throw you under the bus today, my friend. I am not going to do that to you because I have got a great quote from the wonderful, well, I won't say he's very wonderful in this, but Ryan Reynolds, Hannibal King. And this is so true about this movie, Dave. So if you just want to pull up a pew, I'm just going to read this little paragraph to send us off today. And he says, In the movies, Dracula wears a cape and some old English guy always managed to save the day at the last minute with crosses and holy water. Everybody knows the movies are full of shit. The truth is, it started with Blade, it ended with him. The rest of us were here just along for the ride. So true with this shit show, Dave. So all I'm going to say to you is, I'll see you next time. Bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. James Xavier. Go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerome! Kneel before Zor! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. And he? Good to eat.